Welcome to the dark forest. Jackie and her pals will never bore us. Shameless confessions about our obsession will make us laugh and smile. So let's explore the dark forest and dark down for a while. Welcome to the dark forest. I'm Jackie Cation. I'm going to be your host. And welcome to the first episode of 2017. That's right. So let's do the credits. Mike Rickberg composed and sang that song you just heard, sang it with his wife, Sarah. He will sing again his words to the Mexican hat dance at the end of the program. Patrick Brady's going to fix this audio, and Vilmos fixes JackieCation.com. The websites, uh, just so you know, are JackieCation.com, DorkForest.com, TheDorkForest.com, FamilyPetAncestry.com. They all go to basically two websites. My website, JackieCation.com, and uh, TheDorkForest.com. The Dork Forest is available on all your finer uh, audio uh, thingity-bobs, like iTunes. and uh, But AllThingsComedy.com has its own feed through SoundCloud that you can get to. And for some reason, last week's episode was misdated. I don't know why. I never do anything with the date, but so be it. Anyway, this episode's going to be great. And it is January, so feel free, again, to donate to the Dork Forest if you like. There's a donation button on dorkforest.com or jackiecation.com, and you it's a PayPal donation. You can donate monthly if you like. I have not made that easy for you. You would have to remember every time you listen to the episodes to say to yourself, hey, I still like this. Here's another, or whatever. If you don't want to donate, you there's other ways to support the show. You can talk up the show. I appreciate that. You can order Ranger of the Dork Forest t-shirts on JackieCation.com. There's regular Dork Forest t-shirts, Ranger of the Dork Forest t-shirts, and there's a stand-up t-shirt called Spooky Reading Girl. And you can get my CDs of my stand-up comedy. You can watch me do stand-up comedy on some videos. There is another way to support the show using the Amazon banner, which uh, there's a tiny little Amazon icon on the front page of JackieCation.com, or you can go to the Support the Show tab, and there is a Amazon banner that you can go. And all of that is, is it's a portal to Amazon. You order from Amazon like normal. doesn't cost you extra, but the Dork Forest gets a kickback. So that's the business. If you want stuff, go to the merch store on JackieCation. If you want to support the show, there's a couple of different ways. And on my website also are... Um, a chance to see where I'm going to be doing stand-up next. This week, I am in Madison, Wisconsin, where I went to college, doing Comedy on State, and I'm pretty psyched about it. So I just recorded a new album. That will come out in March. How long has this gone on? This seems long enough. I'm sure I've missed something, but uh, let's get into the show. Hey, I'm in uh, I'm in the beautiful Marriott Town Suites, as I always am when I play Acme Comedy Company here in Minneapolis, Minnesota. And then I like to do local uh, dork forests with uh, some uh, some local dork luminaries. And uh, sitting with me, Brandy Brown, friend of the show. Brandy hello, Brown. hello, hello. Good and to be you here are again. It's the Brandy on Twitter. Yes, Brandy with an I. With an I. And uh, houseofprocrastination.com is your website. Dot org. Dot org. And dot net. I own them all. Yeah. Oh, do you own them all? I redirect Just in all. Case, do you think of stand-up as a non-profit? Well, you know, I, I wanted the dot org and then just because I was like, well, I'm not making money blogging. <laughs> and then I just got them all because I don't want someone stealing my brand. <laughs> Got to protect that brand. 
That uh, that seems real proactive for someone with yeah. House of Procrastination. Well, also I have brandybrown.lol, which I haven't used yet because brandybrown.com is a photographer, and okay. I should probably make a comedy webpage at some Bra- point. She is also Brandy with an I? Mm-hmm. Yes. That makes sense. Brandy yeah. with a Y is a food. It's a, like a drink. It's a thing. It's also an actress. Brandy Brown with a Y is an actress, and Brandy with an I Brown is Roseanne's uh, daughter. I've learned that. Oh, really? Yeah. People tell me that a lot. Brandy, I'm sure they do. Uh, I get a lot of, no, no, I don't. Uh, <laughs> I used to get a lot of uh, commentary about my name when I was, when I was younger. Uh, I also get uh, bothered on Twitter because I'm verified because they will verify anyone now. Oh. Um, yeah, so are you apply. newly verified? I've been verified for a couple months now, maybe a couple a months. Under, well, they're, like they're essentially months. verifying people just because they need to verify people. Yeah. I was just like, Twitter, well, you should verify people. <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, this is broken. If I get it, it's no longer like a status thing, <laughs> but like there are an, a couple of brandies and reality TV programming and people just search B-R-E-N-D-I yeah. and then they'll assume I'm that brandy and just yell at me about love and hip hop Hollywood. I am not that brandy. B. You are not that brandy. I, I did. Have you ever seen love and hip hop? I watched it once. I was like, this woman is a nightmare. And also, that's why people are like, you should release the sex tape you have. And I'm like, what sex tape? I don't know what you're talking about. Right. Hopefully no one is filming me doing sex. Apparently this Brandy had a sex tape from someone mm-hmm. else mm-hmm. and it was like a blackmail scheme. And I was like, why is everyone mad at me on Twitter? And it was a whole ordeal where I just have to, I just gave it at one point or I have another friend on Twitter, Brandy with a Y, whose okay. last name isn't B. Uh, and I'm just, I'm like, that's not me. That's her. Like, I'll just pass it off to another Brandy who's not the Brandy they're looking for. <laughs> You know, the only weird thing that happened was back when I had an AOL account. So it's the 12th century. And um, my aunt still uses it, so I don't get rid of it. But uh, my uh, my name is misspelled because it was AOL and nobody yeah. could have I, Jackie, J-A-C-K-I-E, was taken. And so there's a woman in Boston who has my essentially correctly spelled name at AOL.com. And she... Well, still, to this day, occasionally get an email and forward it to me and go, hey, how's it going, by the way? How's your career? <laughs> and I was like, really? You're not even checking for real on my career? You, yeah. Well, it's not going well enough then. <laughs> my friend Donovan uh, gets emails from this guy who keeps signing up for stuff. And like Donovan oh, tried to stop him. And eventually he's like took over the guy's Duolingo account. And he's like, well, I'm fifth level German now and you can't have your password back. I told you 10 times and it's just, yeah. Yeah. Start, start figuring some shit out. <laughs> the internet isn't hard. You yeah. Pull that table a little bit closer. Right. So yeah, I'm working on, uh, at Acme this week. You're a comic, uh, obviously here in Minneapolis. You'll be opening, you'll, you're an Acme comic too, yes. which is great. You're opening for Bent Washburn in uh, January in yes. this month of 2016. So people should come and see yeah. you because you're great. And I'm also and- part of Blackout which is a uh, all-black improv group and sketch group. Mime? Um, is there any mime going on? Uh, no, no, no <laughs> miming. Whenever I think of an of a, a sketch group or an improv group, I always think, what else are they doing? Are they yeah. juggling? Are they building houses? Well, Habitat Blackout like humanity? originally started just improv, and okay. I don't do improv. Like I like they do a improv thing. is hard. It's hard, and I'm actually giving a talk about uh, improv improv in the workplace and how people need to stop doing that and stop saying like, <laughs> because it's so hard, 
that doesn't isn't how it works. So I'm giving that at a tech conference May 1st okay. uh, called Mini WebCon. And the full title of it is Stop Playing. Your team is not an improv group. It's more like managing stand-up comics. Okay. So um, I've talked to improv people about it. I'm talking to stand-up comics. And I'm kind of just in the oh, research phase. Yeah. Okay. So you're, you're trying to make it so it doesn't hurt everybody's feelings. Oh, or it just hurts everybody. It hurts. Feelings. It's hurting the feelings of people in the workplace who are like, we're being creative. I'm like, no, this is hard. It is a skill you need to learn right what maybe they're just doing trust games yeah maybe that's what it is maybe it's a it's it's a team building sport rather than calling it improv it, they could just call it a team building well game. yeah i mean it's kind of one of those things but that's never how it works in the workplace you've got the boss who has what they want the client isn't going to give you a suggestion like i want mcdonald's but whatever you give me at the end is fine like no because <laughs> oh, there's too much there's too much politics going on yeah there's, there's politics and like people like run the light constantly in meetings oh and, like <laughs> Improv requires a flat hierarchy and stand I think it's, if it were working, but it would work like, like you're discouraging up. creativity. Uh, workplaces do that on their own. So let's, I'm just being realistic. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm surprised that they're hiring you to tell the truth like that. Oh, it's a conference and oh, I applied. Okay. So they, they're just like, great. This should oh, be just good. Do, oh, free content. Yeah. So well, no, they're paying me an honorarium. Oh, oh there yeah. you go. So it's, uh, it's legit. Okay. <laughs> wow. Yeah. All right. And, and yet there's part of me, like, I don't want to do it. All right. We're going to talk about something else, obviously, but we're going to get to your, yeah, we're going to get to my, well, this is a dorkdom in its own way, (laughs) in its own, right. Well, I, quite honestly, Brandy Brown, your last dork forest was, was, uh, the Supreme court. Yes. And then at like minute 52, we find out that you love Heathcliff the cat. Yes. So, uh, it's going to be like that again, you guys. Yeah. Anyway, um, cause I was telling Andy, uh, that we could just Two hours of this. It would be fine. It could be like a um, box set of just my dork dubs every week. It's a right. new thing. And then, and then Andy and I had a conversation about previous guests that would be furious if I let you go two hours. <laughs> Scott Rogers, Mike Schmidt. They'd be like, why didn't I wasn't allowed to talk for two hours about wrestling or the Disneyland? And I'm like, I, I know. Cause I have okay. 18 dork dubs. That's why. 18 when, and everybody does, but yeah. it is very fun. The, uh, uh, but what I was, I was just, I had lunch with a friend of mine named Kevin Willingham. And Kevin Willingham is an artist, a fine artist here mm-hmm. in Minneapolis. And he has a new uh, show at the Flanders Gallery up by Bright, Bright Lake Bowl. Okay. And he does, um, it's sort of, it's from life, right? He does mm-hmm. uh, landscapes and, and flowers and botanicals. Mm-hmm. I understand the word is. And they're very beautiful. They're, yeah. they're amazing. And, and I've known him for 20 years, 25 years, and his art has changed so much in the last you know, just like it ought to, like stand-up changes. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about how um, I was showing him the new album art for my uh, for, for my new album, and there's a there's a front image and a back image. And I was like, I'm thinking of changing them mm-hmm. and using the back image for the front, just because it it's I don't know. Well, there are many reasons, but it's kind of it has the color. It's not what I asked her to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's better than what I asked her to do. Right. And cause she's an artist and she did her art. Right. And Kevin was saying that he hated commission gigs. He wouldn't take them mm-hmm. because it's essentially, you know, art is about finding yourself mm-hmm. and a commission on art is someone else finding themselves in your art, but they don't want to do the work. Right. And I was like, well, that reminds me of when I was hired for corporates and they're like, will you write jokes? about how funny our workplace is. Yeah. I'm like, That's because you want me to find, you know it's funny, but you can't figure out how. So you want someone with that eye to look at it. Yeah. But that's so much work because I would have to sort of immerse myself in 
and I don't want to do it. Right. <laughs> I and just want to like, write the jokes that I write. It only, that only types of stuff only works if you work in that environment. Like I did one time, I jokingly did like a talent show at my company. It was a tech company, but I worked there so I could make the inside jokes they would get. Right. Like you had as a comedian. Sets. Yeah. And yeah. I think that that was an annoying thing. I would get peer reviews at my job and the company would be like, I would work with salespeople and they're like, well, your comedy background isn't showing through. And I'm like, that's because I'm a tech writer. So that's not what's (laughs) supposed to be happening. And if it did, you don't want that. You would hate that. (laughs) That would be disappointing for all of us. Yeah. And so it's just like one of those things like you need to respect this. Like it's hard. Improv's hard. Stand-up's hard. And whatever your job is supposed to be is hard. Tech writing is hard. Every job has its own. and, And there's a, there's a curve to it and being good at what you're good at. Yeah. It should be respected. I yeah. And so bringing improv in the workplace requires you to practice improv constantly. And that's not how companies bring it in. They're like, oh, we learn to trust. The minute you call bullshit on a boss, it's over. Like <laughs> the scene is over. The light got cut. Like, the mic got cut. Like, right. It's going to affect the next six months of yeah. your actual career. Right. So it, you don't think that it actually helps to do improv in the workplace? Um, I don't. Or do you think that you don't? I, and I, I'm going to talk to, I'm like, I haven't come up with a complete thesis yet but i'm interviewing people and i'm going to talk about how like it's just it's fundamentally not how a workplace is structured it's how improv works and now i'm fascinated yeah what do you think it should be how do you think think it's like managing stand-up because with stand-up for example you have like you look at like an acme show you have the mc who's theoretically weaker than the the feature who is weaker than the headliner and and those people are allocated the amount of time relative okay. to their skill level. And mm-hmm. so I think in a meeting, you've got a junior developer, for example, who's not, it's going to, they have great ideas, but they may not be as strong as a senior developer. Right. Um, and therefore you need to, a project manager, whoever's running the meeting needs to, you know, give oh, people allocate time. allocate time and let them stretch, like let a junior stretch, you know, for as long as, but also cut them off. Right. You, you have to actually manage the time so that they can yeah. get to their idea yeah. and practice pitching that idea, but also cut them off when they... Yeah, recognize when, that they still are junior. I mean, in a lot of workplaces, you know, titles aren't necessarily accurately okay. yeah, with yeah. how good they are, but th- I think that's a good framework. And I think that also in meetings, you've got the account executive who's always running their mouth when they don't know what they're talking about. Um, <laughs> and so but, how do you but, stop them? How do you shut that yeah. guy down? You're just like, it's it's like when a headliner shows up at, at an open mic... Or at a book show at the improv or whatever. And they, they're like, well, I just need to work in. Yeah. They just bump people. And they bump account executives, bump people. Yeah. Account executives bump people. And you're like, Hey, uh, nobody wants you to just fucking show up and Andy Dick the world. It's, uh, you know, cause don't do 45 minutes when you said you were going to do 12, you know? Right. And, um, there was, and it's not that the world doesn't want to see Andy Dick either. I mean, and cause, and the account executive might have the chops. To fill the time, but it's not allowing the rest yeah. of the company to grow in that moment. And especially, and what a weird analogy. Yeah, it, it's an it, it's a thing where I'm it's really excited to interview people because I haven't worked it out, and I want to hear people's perspectives. And right. I'm just excited to do the research on this because <laughs> right, kind of, there might be yeah. perspectives that we're just kind of just talking out of our ears yeah. anyway. And I was talking, yeah, I was talking to my boyfriend who's a developer, and he was also he brought in software development. Yeah, okay, about bands and like you, you know projects when they work and you're bringing in all these different instruments and then we kind of got into this weird analogy where we're talking about like musical comedy and when it works and like how that's a level like 
you have to have a team that's so comfortable with each other to bring in so many different skills. Like, all right, we've got a band and also we got to bring in our comedy and also we got to like do that together. And so, yeah, it's just about like, it's not about comedy in the workplace and making people laugh. It's, I'm literally going to talk about like what like skills actually are and aren't transferable in a workplace realistically. Right. And it's, and it's, it's because the power structure is so different, Mm -hmm. I think. And because there is a real power structure, comedy is full of arbitrary power structures that you couldn't diagram it if you wanted to, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but a real company has a real structure. Yes. So yeah, that, that sounds actually fascinating. Yeah. So after I do my research in May and whatnot and put that together, I'm like, maybe I could do an episode about there. I want to share this with the world though. Cause yeah. Right, right. Well, I think, uh, we will check back in another time. (laughs) So the first, uh, We'll do the fun ones first, yes. okay? The Minnesota State Fair, the great which by Minnesota the way, get together. I love it. The, <laughs> it's the best state fair I've ever been to. Oh, it's the best not. state fair in the country. Uh, mini, uh, Wisconsin. I've been to the state fair. It's not. It's okay, fair. but it's like Summerfest is really fun. Yeah, right. It's a, that's where they're putting all of their fun energy. I don't know why they're not putting it in yeah. the state fair, but Minnesota State Fair is fucking awesome. Yeah, I feel like I like 35 corridor in the United States has all the great state fairs. It's Minnesota, Texas, and Iowa have the best state fairs apparently. Yeah. Okay. Um, Texas and Minnesota are kind of rivals in terms of like wacky foods. Like Texas had deep fried beer and then Iowa. Deep fried beer? Yeah. They basically like put it in a like pouch and then fried that. And I'm just like, why? Like, I don't know. It wasn't that great. And it was just like great hot liquid on me. Yeah. <laughs> that's all it is. It's, and, and it's beer. Yeah. yeah it's, Could, is it, is it just like, is it a Bud Light? I don't know. I didn't really, I'm really investigate it. It's like a stout yeah. or like I something. I think it really was. Like just a probably chocolate like stout. Lone even? Star probably or something. But, Lone Star? Yeah. That's just a lager, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, I, I it's really, terrible it was idea. years ago. I think the only other place that has food that rivals those two is, uh, the Calgary Stampede. Um, in Canada. It, yeah. They okay. have like, it's kind of, I don't know exactly what it is, <laughs> but it's like, kind of like their state fair in a right. way, but it's insane food. There was like a $100 like hot dog there one year and what it's their food there is even crazier. They had like fruit mac and cheese. It was bonkers, but I don't really go necessarily for the food, like the wacky foods. Mm-hmm. Like I have the mainstays. Um, yeah, what are your, what are your main things? Well, in the, okay. The Minnesota State Fair. I only go for the food. Yeah. Quite I mean, honestly. And I, of course, want to look at the testicles of a very large pig. Yes. So, uh, <laughs> I've been, uh, I don't know why. Yeah. I used to go every year when I was a little kid. Um, my mom would, she got one of these tethers and instead of a leash, it would like wrap around my wrist and it was like a telephone cord kind of thing so oh, that was... she could eat with both hands, but also I could feel like I was free, <laughs> but then, you know, occasionally she could just tug it. So I didn't like, have the humiliation of a leash, <laughs> but uh, but sort of. <laughs> but but the thing is, is at a state fair, I see why parents yeah. put leashes on their kids. Yeah, because it's like They're I crowded. could get lost. It's so crowded. Right. Um, and we used to go with my mom and my grandpa, and then my grandpa got sick, and we just didn't go. And then when I got older, I just started going on my own. And so when did you stop when you were a kid? Oh, I want to say I was like ten or. Twelve, and then occasionally okay. I wouldn't. Go, I would go with friends from high school or something, but I okay. it wasn't like a family outing, right? Um, the family outings ended at around twelve. Yeah. So when I get to the state fair, um, a recent development is my favorite thing to do 
uh, is going to the 4-H musical. So at the Minnesota <laughs> State Fair, yes. musical at the Minnesota State Fair, what do the H's stand for? Do we know? Like helping hands and hearts or something <laughs> like that. It isn't harvest or no. It's it, it's like it's like it's it's literally good actions. Yeah, be good. It's decent, a yeah. decent humanity. Yeah, kind of thing. Yeah. So, so the, the, the 4-H, humanity? yes, I think it's like. Helping hands. I don't know. I didn't do 4-H. I went to private school in the city. So, okay. uh, but the 4-H kids, since they come from all over the state and they're showing animals and they're showing their crafts, they live in a dorm on the campus of the state fair. And a few years ago, because there was like the whole avian flu or like swine oh, right, flu right. or something, they had to shut down the dorm because the kids like had swine flu or like some like kids. Somebody got a virus or, and it yeah, was weird. It's all like a farm. Like these kids are playing with farm animals all day. Right. Some of them are, and it and could then they're just playing spread. with each other. Yeah, you put a bunch of what sixteen year olds. What I mean, they? they're like they range in ages. I think like twelve to you know like eighteen. To Twenty. I mean, is it eighteen? And then stuff? they have like the alumni who come and help out and stuff. Okay, so they're from all over. Some of them, I assume, the ones that live in like the metro area, go home. But like, yeah, they live in the dorms, and mm-hmm. it's. It's got to be a huge party. Yeah. That's just a pile of kids with, uh, who deal with farm animals. Yeah. And among other things, like robots, like they build every, they have like a, they have, oh, okay. they have arts, they have crafts, there's like a fashion thing. 4-H is just like every it's dork just a club. Oh, okay. It's, it's, it's like a dork forest for kids. <laughs> <laughs> you should just go to hang out with 4-H kids and yeah, do like yeah. a spinoff series. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, there's so many, every con I've ever been to, I always think to myself, why don't I just get a room? Yeah. And just pull people from the corridor. Yeah, like, what's say, your deal? What do you guys think about for, for yeah. hours a day? So they have a thing called the Arts Inn and it's, uh, like each county has their, like, a, I guess their school, like they put on a little musical. It's like 30 minutes, Mm -hmm. but then they have the big arts in, which is all these kids come and they live in the dorms and they practice for like two weeks. And then every day, several times a day, they put on a 30 minute musical with a different theme. Like one year it was like, like these kids woke up in a jungle and didn't know how they got there. And then they just do a medley. Like they sing, it's a jungle out there. They say, welcome to the jungle. And they sing like (laughs) popular music. And it's, I love it, like, unabashedly. Like, yeah, I'm not yeah. making fun of them. But it's, and it's awesome because you can grab a beer and watch it. So it's like, hey, what if I could go to a high school play with alcohol? And, and I it's bring... it's only a half an hour. It's only a half an hour. And they're so earnest. And it's like, there's really no plot, but it's the best thing ever. I bring friends every year and they're just like, I thought you were kidding. And this is amazing. <laughs> so what's it called? It's called the, the 4-H Arts Musical. Inn. Yeah, it's the Arts and the 4-H Musical. You can look it up on YouTube. Uh, they have a llama um, costume contest. And it is amazing. A 4-H llama costume contest. What? And this year, the best one was um, there was a girl who dressed up like Hillary Clinton and then the llama was dressed up like Donald Trump. <laughs> and it had like a little like tie on and he had a little wig and his name was Carl. And Carl like didn't really want to be there because he was standing next to another llama that was dressed like a Coca-Cola machine or something. And it had bubbles coming out and like that freaked out the llamas and what? Yeah, actually it's llamas and alpacas um, in the costume contest. <laughs> Thank God you've yes. corrected it. Well, it's, because but it's like literally not actual llamas and alpacas. It's actually, yes, wait, in wait. costumes. Yes. Wait, wait, they've taken farm animals and dressed them. It's not girl. Yes, it is amazing. It's and there's video in a llama costume. No, it is a llama that has been costumed. Correct. What the 
fuck? There's video of this. Then this, like she dressed up like Hillary Clinton and on a leash, this teen dressed up her llama or alpaca <laughs> named Carl like Donald Trump. And then they walk around yeah. and they have different classes. And like one time, uh, one was dressed up like a stove. Uh, one like was dressed up like Uncle Sam had a hat on. One was dressed up like a dragon. What? And, Ooh. Yeah, and there are great but pictures. That's freak the animals out a little bit. Well, yeah, well, they, they like make sure that, you know, if one's freaking out, they're like, they're like oh, move it a little way. Yeah. But like, it's the thing that I found, they said one year is that if one llama or alpaca starts pooping or peeing, then that just sets them all off and they want to. And so there's just like a <laughs> lot of shitting. Um, but it's so, they also have a llama obstacle course where like kids like lead their llamas. Oh, like a dog show? Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, the, for, and then Llamas they have a fashion the show. patient of all animals, yeah, clearly. Yeah, they're good. Like, they're like sheep dogs, apparently. <laughs> kind of, that's what a llama lady told me at a different thing. That they were kind of like sheep Yeah, they're dogs? good for herding. They, oh, yeah, they, they protect other llamas? And they protect, uh, no, they, like cattle. They protect cattle from, you know, like other animals trying to get to them. But aren't they also milk animals? I don't know a lot about llamas. They, they, alpaca seems to be a fur thing. They have the fur, llama and alpaca fur, but yeah, they're good, like, they're protecting good. cattle and herding cattle because they're chill, but also they can get mad. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> right. So if a coyote or a wolf mm-hmm. comes by, they'll be like, no. Yeah, no. they're, they want, they'll that shoo them away. Shoo them away. And then, uh, 4 Best H, of luck. Yeah, 4H has like a fashion show. They have robots and they have like a science fair thing and it's, they have cooking. And crafts and some like auto. So you can just join 4-H if you're in high school and do whatever you want yeah, to and do anyway. Yeah, they want to. They bring in like they have 4-H at some of the city schools too, but it's like crafts and stuff like that. Yeah. They obviously don't do farming, but I mean, it started out you know farm kids. Yeah. Uh, one of my good friends on Twitter, Gabe, is from New Mexico, and he you know he did that. Um, and you all know, through he did like junior and high. he did like crafts and stuff like okay. that but he wanted to do the musical uh but he oh. didn't get to and then he, he i think he came out like later he was like yeah the, the gay boy and me really want to do the musical exactly, and, but it never happened yeah um so yeah like i go to that and like i yeah. make sure to see that and you then, make sure to see the musical yeah you make sure to see the alpaca fashion show or whatever the yeah, hell it well, is. well this year i didn't go when it was i couldn't go but it was streaming online on the 4-h website and oh. so it was awesome like i was i i scheduled my whole day around like getting right home. i can't get to it but i yeah. can watch it. i was i was somewhere so i pulled over like in a side street so i could just watch it on my phone and i was like you guys like this llama is dressed up <laughs> um right. your twitter feed is outstanding by the yeah, way it's it so much random is. stuff it's just awesomely random yeah. and it's perfect yeah today i went on like a whole thing about the mcdonald's menu wrap from the night like 1989, which was a I contest. Yes. Yeah. Cause it's, uh, McDonald's yeah. is the fast food of choice twice yeah. a year when I do fast food. Yeah. Uh, I don't know why. Uh, and then another thing, I mean, I get like the fries, like, um, the, French fries? yeah, the French fries at state fair, that giant bucket of fries, uh, like a popcorn bucket of fries. Yeah. It's a, it's pretty big, but they, you know, it's a fresh fries. They're really just hot, like thick steak fries. They're really good. French okay. fries. Um, you know, the good work t- is being done in the fry world at the Minnesota state fair. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's, it's my favorite food. You just get a bucket and you walk around with your friends and you eat, and, you know, yeah. for your money and like, right. And um, they're not on sticks. There's nope. nothing weird just, about no, it's them. Just it's just good French fries. French fries. Um, they used to hire like comedians to work at one of their stands. They have multiple stands. So I think yeah. like Amber Preston, who's been on the show, yeah. uh, Pat Sussmelt has worked at it once, but <laughs> I just been on the show. Yeah. Um, and then I like to just kind of, uh, you know, see uh, the seed art, the crop art is another favorite. Seed art. Okay. So basically they have, um, in the agriculture building or the horticulture building, they have seed art and 
using seeds and plants that are native in Minnesota. Right. People make paintings with them. Like they, they make like, 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 uh, like tile, like mosaics. Yeah. Yeah. Like little seeds. And like every year, like you can guess what it's going to be based on like whatever the big thing. I'm like, yeah, there's going to be 50 Prince ones this year. (laughs) Um, there's always like some like political statement that happens. Sure. Um, sickle and hammer. Let's yeah. Get there. I saw one that was like a Pikachu, like Donald Trump versus some other like Pokemon that was like dressed as Hillary Clinton or, or something. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, so I really want to do that. I'm going to try to enter that, uh, next year. Oh, to do your own. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So like I've been to the corn palace yeah. in Nebraska. It's okay. A lot of birds. As you can imagine, because yeah. <laughs> it's made out of corn. Right. And, uh, and, and they have to constantly fix it. But it is a, it's a beautiful kind of mosaic-y, different colored corn kernels. Yeah. And they do have different skill sets. There's like, some people use really super tiny seeds that they place one by one. Some people do the dumping method. Yeah. But you can tell, like, when someone goes one by one. Um, I, so. I, yeah, my boyfriend got this like drawing kind of machine that I can like pro- take an image and then it'll okay. draw it on the paper. And so you want to draw it on a board. You can't print it out and then put that on the board yeah. because the paper will curl. Um, so okay. you want to draw it directly on the board and then that it's going to be in. Yeah, it's sort of like a particle board or a board yeah. Of, you have to use like a particle board. Um, and essentially, it's it's the image is seared into it and then yeah. you, you the sort outline of paint by the outline and yeah, then you like paint, paint by, by numbers. numbers it. Yep. Interesting. So um, I'm kind of looking at small pictures and kind of hopefully I'll maybe enter that. Um, sure. And then that building you have like honey and stuff. You get the honey sticks and, you know, the various contests that people have with baking and stuff. You can oh, watch okay. that. Uh, and, uh, wow, there's whole parts yeah. of the state fair I've never, yeah. I've Pat never been Sussmilch to. Pat the- worked in the, um, the Christmas tree judging. Like he worked, there's a whole Christmas tree what, in the summer? In the summer in the, at the Minnesota State Yeah, Fair? he was in charge of like supervising the trees this year. I only know about the about butter it. lady. Oh yeah, the Princess K of the Milky Way. So that's the all. Princess what? Is her, she's called Princess K of the Milky Way. Okay. Um, I want to, um, I don't really want kids, but I want to like raise a child. <laughs> like I want to find a black child or a non-white child and raise them in a farm area and like groom them to be pr- the, like the first non-white Princess K of the Milky Way. <laughs> so basically this is the queen of dairy. You have to like work in dairy. You have to like. Okay. Like, you have you to have come to from know dairy. Stuff. Yeah. You have, you have to come have, from dairy. Yeah. You have to know about how stuff works. There's like a quiz portion okay and then these women um they become like the her court and then princess k of the milky way and everyone in the court and who's princess k of the milky way gets their likeness carved into a block of butter <laughs> a block of butter and it's their bust and like people save these blocks of butters until they get married like they keep them in like cold storage right and it's a huge it's a huge deal it's a huge have, deal it is always in the news and you can see and them like carve it sometimes like you'll see the like the woman sitting there and you have to be like it's like all you ice sculpture but like in something. butter yeah and then you better you have to do it in cold yeah obviously because it's butter yeah and but tell me more about so the, we're, we're talking people who work in dairy. Yeah, like you and so raised on it, a farm, you, you know, be, agriculture. You got to know your dairy. Yep. You got to come from dairy. Mm-hmm. And then do you also have to be good looking? Um, not, I mean, it's not Is so it, much a beauty thing. It's just like, it's, it's more, more of a dairy like, thing. Yeah, I mean, they get like <laughs> dolled up and stuff and they, you know, right. they look like beauty queens, but it's really like technical knowledge and like, you know, your industry. Okay. You know, your industry, but and then, of a but certain then professionals age. are involved with makeup and hair. Y- yeah. Like, and, and they're... 
the thing, the funny thing is, is that if you look at the pictures of the women, they all look like different enough. But okay. then you look at the butter sculpture and you're like, that's the same. <laughs> my, like my boyfriend, <laughs> I think my boyfriend or someone thought that it was just the same. Like, why are there eight sculptures? I'm like, no, that's a different person. See, Those there's are a picture. To be women. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Has a man ever won the butter lady? No, no. no. Um, uh, that's another sure, breakthrough. Yeah. Another breakthrough coming. Yeah. All like right. Bernie would have won it though. Oh yes, Bernie would have won. I just want to be that person. Biden would have won, won it. Yeah, uh, and then, but Obama did not say that he would have won it. Yeah, he would have won the the state fair won, Uh Yes, and it's, then the politicians at the state fair is another great thing because they're yeah. they they have um I like to call it the DFL, which are the Democrats in Minnesota. They have a right. lean to. They're, they just have like a hunt. Democrat farmer labor, F- farm labor. Yeah, yeah they have like a little like where like politicians will drop by, you know, do their campaigning. Right. And they'll have little booths, and then throughout it, like individual candidates like there's an al franken booth that looks like a peanuts thing you're just like five cents for some therapy um but my favorite thing to do is go to the i call it the uh gop shack okay and i go there and they have free water and they're like come on in we have free water and then i like to say why are you giving away water like a bunch of socialists <laughs> every year i do this every year every year and never gets old sometimes never they're get- cool like the, you can tell the cool ones are like haha and the other ones just get very angry oh, um and right. so we they're go taking in there it all a little too seriously yeah then we go in there and take inappropriate pictures with um the ronald reagan cutout <laughs> uh my friend jeremy so and ronald i ronald reagan cutout in the gop barn Is there a G- was, what was jesse ventura was uh, he, he was an independence party. He was neither. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. they, the independents, the libertarians have their own little thing. And they um, have their shack. Yeah. All the radio stations are broadcasting. Sure. Uh, my other favorite thing to do, and this is a secret, um, and I feel like I shouldn't say this, but I'm going oh, to I've, say this. I have hundreds of listeners. Um, Mills Fleet Farm has a, like a little stand and they give away plastic bags, but like secretly, if you ask them, they have a secret stash of high quality hats. Like really <laughs> nice, like like Mills Fleet Farm hats. Yeah, like hats. Like a ball and, cap. Yeah, like a ball cap. Um, but they won't give them away unless you ask, and they will only give them away in like like five at a time. But I know when to go and ask, and so I have in, have them in different colors. And my friends and I all like go every year. We so I don't know how we stumbled upon the secret. I think one year you must have seen somebody in front. Ask. I think I wanted a Mills Fleet Farm T-shirt. I was like, Hey, are you guys selling shirts? And they're like, No, but come with us. And they have like a chest of hats, and I was like, Oh shit. Um, <laughs> Why? What's the draw of a... I mean, I don't mind a fleet farm. Yeah, I mean, uh, fleet farm is insane. It's a ridiculous place where it's like... It's just... It's animal just, scent. It's, it's it's essentially like a, the... it it They have clothing, but they have like hardware yeah. and they have all the things. It's Walmart for farmers. Like originally, it, yes. went before they had to, like Before there was access. a Walmart. Yeah. It was, a, it was essentially a... It's a Walmart for farmers. Yeah, they have hunting goods. They have fishing stuff. There's, yeah, there's no better way to describe. Because you I get really good lined jeans there, flannel lined jeans. I got a, I got a nice pair. You know what I like to do sometimes on the road? Is I like to go to a, a local fleet farm. You know, if there's if they have fleet farm, which only Wisconsin and Minnesota yeah. I've seen. Well, probably the other prairie states probably have it. But um, I like to go... Or Target... Target will do it or Walmart and they'll have local, the, it, they'll have all the local teams. Yeah. And in Mount Ida, Arkansas, I got the, the local Mount Ida Lions, which is the high school team. Mm-hmm. It was at the Dollar General. I got a, a $5 t-shirt, the Mount Ida Lions. I like a, in, in the world of toddler made t-shirts, uh, a Gildan heavy cotton. That's my favorite. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, I, I like the ultra about. cotton. They're fine. But what I'm looking for, because for some reason they hang on me correctly mm-hmm. in the world of t-shirts and, uh, and they, um, 
they're just the right weight. Yeah. And, but I, you know, I, I could never, I can't use them for Dork Forest t-shirts or just cause they're made, you know, wherever they're made. Yeah. And nobody needs, I mean, I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll buy them, but I won't. You won't, them. you won't. I can't contribute actively. I can't, yes. I, it, we, it'll be fine. Anyway, so free hat though. Yeah. The free hat, um, which is in the same building as the butter sculpture. Oh, I should have. There's a Fleet Farm hat. It's, it's just got to be kind of a sort of a pointy, like a Make America Great kind of hat. Yeah, it's right? just a simple tan ball cap or a black one that says Fleet Farm on it. And it's but just is a it really? Is it uh, kind of carved or is it is it is it loot? Is it? It's like it's, it's more foldy it, or is it or is it? No, it's just like a regular structured. baseball cap. That it's really durable baseball cap. I wear it when I go fly fishing with my boyfriend. It's it's a yeah, really you were nice trying to hat. get him to do a dork for us yeah, as well about fly fishing. Yeah, what? Uh, is he a comic too? Nope. Well, let's look forward to him. Let's say his name. His name is Stu Anderson. And Stu he Anderson. Is, he's going to be, um, actually releasing a fly fishing app he made soon. So. Sure. So we'll is he a later. programmer as well? Or? Yep. He's a software developer and he loves right. maps. Nice. Um, so, oh, what else do we do at the state fair? He always goes to the DNR building actually because he loves fish and he, we just leave him there and okay. then he like talks to them about maps and stuff. Department he's like, of Natural Resources. he's just like, you can leave me here and like, it's like dropping him off at church and <laughs> I just wander around. And I wandered around with my friend Donovan one year and he, Donovan is that friend, um, Donovan is a white guy and this will be very relevant to the story in a minute, but like, <laughs> he's that friend who is hilarious. And you're just like, you should do this as a joke. And he's like, okay. And then you're like, oh, oh like, no. totally willing. Yeah. And so we went to the international, uh, bazaar because we yes. wanted to get like, they have like falafels there and all sorts of stuff. And we were standing in line behind this guy and I realized that he had a, like a Nazi shirt on. <gasps> and I was like, oh, like a full on, like, like it wasn't obvious, but you knew enough stuff. It had like the lightning, but I'm like, oh, and so I was like, Donovan, is that? And he's like, yup. And he's like, I'm going to say something. I go, and I'm going to go over there to the Jamaican stand. And so like, I quickly walk. walk away. Yes. I'm like, I, I'm not trying to die at the state yeah. fair. And Donovan walks up to this Nazi who at this time had gone from the falafel stand to the stereotypical German stand. And he was standing there and Donovan goes, puts his hand on the shoulder and get, goes, Hey, and the guy turns around and goes, hail Hydra. And then he just walked away. <laughs> And I was like, well, Fuck. thank you for at least letting me get out of there. Yeah. It could have so, ended poorly. So Donovan, white guy. That's why, yeah. that's why, uh, yeah, cause like, less confrontational. Uh, but still, or, it's like, oh my God, Donovan, you could have gotten punched. You're like, right. the guy was confused. I don't Is know Donovan what happened. a large man? No. No, just, well, he's crazy. He's just he's, like, he's yeah. just willing. He's yeah. just willing to get, and the thing is, is I would have, I picture something else. I have to say, I did not picture Hail Hydra. Yeah. Uh, cause that is almost encouraging. Yeah. He was just, and, yeah. Uh, he just like, Donovan is one of those like high level trolls. Like he would troll the Donald <laughs> Trump. He would to- troll the Donald Trump page and like say insane stuff to the point that we were like, okay, you gotta stop because they actually believe this. It's no longer right. like a, like abstract, like stop. Yeah. Um, but like, what else would we do? Oh, in the international bazaar, I also like to stop by the white people dashiki stand. Uh, there is a stand that sells dashikis <laughs> run by like white people that it, I'm convinced they supply all the white people in dashikis I see because every it's time like I'm like a, it's like a, a, it's like a giant scarf that you wear as a dress, right? Um, it's it? basically like a, no, is- like a dashiki is like kind of like a, it's like African, like a muumuu kind yeah. of situation. Okay. Um, you can, it's like it a always makes t-shirt. Me think, oh, that should have been a yeah, short. Scarf. Yeah. Okay. No, it's a, it's like a shirt 
that and pants um or is it a is it it's a full like, moomoo-y kinda? it's not full moomoo-y it's like you wear like you can wear longer ones but like okay. a lot of people the short ones are kind the of shorter popular. ones go down like your thighs yeah or maybe your thigh okay. or something they're kind of like bigger like a lot of like you know and like, they're very they're bright yeah they're very colored. beautiful um but the place is called inside africa and but but they were selling Jamaican flags, and that was really like bothering me. And I was just like, so there's a picture of me standing there. Africa. I'm like, that's not inside. <laughs> what are you doing, white people dashiki shop? And every time I go to the state fair, I see white people in dashikis. They're very comfortable. Like, sure, um, it's just like a brightly colored uh, yeah. sarongi mumui thing. Yeah. So um, where does I'm, the word mumu come from? I wonder. I don't know. I just like. I feel like Polynesian or something. I don't yeah, know. I don't know if it's a real. Is that a real word? Is, I'm it sure it is. Like, yeah. Okay. But, um, so in the International Bazaar, they have also, that's where a lot of the foods are like, um. Have you been to that new Sears? Uh. Like the, you know where the old Sears used yeah, to be yeah. in Chicago? Yeah, that place, Midtown Market, yeah. they're, they're in the International Bazaar at the State Fair. So okay. they have like a few of those places. But I love, uh, Midtown Market. Midtown yeah. Market here in Minneapolis, if you ever get a chance. Yeah, also have all the foods. foods um, all the foods you've ever wanted. Yeah. In an old Sears. Yeah. And I get taffy for my grandma. And my mom, um, oh, they, good work is being done. With yeah, taffy in the, in the, in the yeah, the saltwater taffy is just like a tradition. And um, it's right by Hugo's. So yeah, you they have like a couple of saltwater taffy stands. But the important thing at the state fair is to know there are a lot of like knockoffs of popular things. Like, yeah, like you want to get like this one taffy, but like there's another taffy stand, that and then looks you have like it, kind of like it, but like you've got like the the uh, sky ride yeah. at the state fair but then you've got like the cheap gondolas also like the that look like kind of rickety ski things yeah and, yeah so you gotta like like there are like there are There's, different levels of like oh this is the authentic thing this is the kind of like knockoff right. version of new it version that yeah. they're just they saw that that was popular yeah so if you've been going for 20 years i think they've both been there a long time but like okay. there's just like one One's of them better than the other yeah one like happen the dive bar of <laughs> like rides at the state fair. Um, you've got the giant slide. Uh, is there a giant slide? Oh, there's like, a giant like a potato sack. Yeah. Slide? And okay. it's like, you know, I haven't gone on that in a few years, but occasionally my friends will. Mm-hmm. And then you have the grandstand, which is like, so you have the grandstand, which is like an outdoor amphitheater and like people oh, right. perform. Tractor, tractor pulls. Um, yeah. Also it's like, uh, Bob Dylan, they do that. Garrison Keeler. I saw Patty LaBelle there. Okay. Um, so, oh, so it's, it's a real, I'm thinking of a county fair that I went to in the middle of Wisconsin that had an actual tractor pull. Yeah, they have those during the year too in that, right. in that it's, thing, it's but a like, space. like they have free concerts, you know, at the state fair, but then you want to pay, like they'll have like Taylor Swift perform. So you pay to get into the state fair yeah. and then you pay additionally if you want to go to this grandstand. How much thing. does it cost to get into the state fair? Uh, it's like 12 bucks. Okay. Yeah, it's not, not too bad. bad. Um, and then, and uh, does that include parking? It can't no, but I take parking. the city bus actually. They have a lot of parking rides. So yeah. I pay like five bucks and it's only five bucks one way and then it's free to come home on the, oh, on the, the shuttle. Yeah, on okay. the shuttle. You don't have to prove it. It's just like getting there. Yeah. Like, you know, so that's, it's a really good deal. Um, but underneath the grandstand is a fun thing. Uh, they have, um, just like all sorts of weird stands, like selling stuff, like, or like, like Planned mar- Parenthood like is there. Yeah. Uh, Planned Parenthood is there. You know, you've got like the pro-life people there too. You've got a weird computer dating thing still <laughs> in 2016 <laughs> where it's just like, it's always been there. Hey, downtown Minneapolis sex world is gone. Uh, yeah, well, no, they just made it smaller. 
Right. Yeah. Because of the internet. And, uh, and they, they don't need the, but, uh. They don't need the space. Yeah. Right. And they probably own that building and, and real estate downtown. Yeah. They sold it off probably. Yeah. I can't imagine why they wouldn't. Um, wow. Um, also they, but underneath the grandstands, it's weirdly a political and dating. No, it's just like all sorts of goods. Like there is a place that sells barrel saunas, like they're giant barrels. Uh, and then it's a sauna inside. So you like put it in your yard and like go like, Oh, weird. Yeah, there, there, this is all on uh, my site, uh, Minnesota State Fair cliches, where I've taken pictures of these weird things that always happen at the state fair. Uh, but only happen at the yeah. state fair to some extent. Also, so. there, there are places that just sell cars because a lot of people do come down. Farmers come down to do business. So you, yep. you've got a whole thing where they're selling like tractors and you can like check out your tractors, check yeah, out yeah, your construction real, equipment. Yeah. yeah there's buy real houses. Farm stuff going on. Real state fairy. Yeah. It's crazy because it's this whole, like, all the companies are there, you know, like, direct TV or, like, you want cable? Like, <laughs> giving away bags and stuff, giving away yardsticks. Yep. Um, those are very popular. Oh, yardsticks. Yeah, they just give out yardsticks at various last things. last time you needed a yardstick? Andy has one. He's pretty proud of it. Yeah, I don't, I think my, I think my mom uses them a lot because she does sewing. But. <laughs> oh, that'll do it. Yeah, but, like, it's, it's such a weird, like, mix of all sorts of people too because you've got like all these outstate minnesota people you've got like city people you know you've got like different races different languages um because everybody goes everybody goes i think that's what i love the state fair in wisconsin i it just it seemed like the same hundred people yeah and it seemed a lot less there was a lot less like different kinds of people and a lot less different kinds of stuff to see yeah the Minnesota State Fair is kind of exceptional in that. I, By the way, I'm talking to Brandy Brown and it's the Brandy on Twitter and houseofprocrastination.com and, uh, State Farm Cliches. State Fair Cliches. Damn it. State Farm, that's an insurance company. Uh, they're there for you though. Yes. I don't know if you know that about State Farm. Yes. Uh, statefaircliches.wordpress.com. And, uh, and you're gonna open for Bent Washburn at Acme and you work at Acme relatively yeah. often. So hooray. Okay, so, um, Oh, I, one quick thing. My favorite thing I've ever seen at the state fair is I saw a kid arrested for underage drinking while wearing cow print shorts. And I was like, this feels the most right. (laughs) This is like, this is how this night is going to end. And every night there's a fireworks display at like 10 and everyone goes home. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, and it's open from what? 10 a.m. to midnight? Uh, 6 a.m. 6 a.m. And some people actually live on the grounds. Like they bring their trailers down and it's like, you know, like a campsite kind of because they're, they're bringing their horses and whatnot down. Um, yeah, uh, it's, there's so the, much. I have friends. How who, about the weirdest food? I mean, cause you, you mentioned it, but then you didn't really itemize. I mean, I've eaten like, put, like st- everyone is doing Twinkies on a, yeah. uh, fried Twinkies and Oreos and on sticks and fried. And, I mean, it's just like, here's not even that. It's like, oh, camel. And it's not that exciting. It's like, oh, this is kind of bland or, uh, oh, actual different weird meats. Yeah. Or sometimes, you know, there's alligator or something like that. And then sometimes they'll do different crazy flavored beer like a uh, uh, mini donut beer which is just it's just a stout with like uh, sugar and cinnamon around the maybe rims like yeah uh-huh. with like a mini donut in it and i'm like eh, this isn't i don't right. know you know i have the mainstays the cheese curds the fries um and what regular cheese curds or fried cheese curds fried cheese curds yeah and then I like regular better than they have fried. all you can drink milk um which I'm lactose intolerant, but it used to be a dollar, <laughs> but like two dollars, you just get a cup and you can, as long as you're standing there, you can just keep getting all kinds of milk, chocolate milk, regular milk, strawberry milk, strawberry milk. Yeah. percent whole. It, yeah. It's all kinds of milk. And then that's across from the miracle of birth barn where you can just watch baby animals come oh, into the world. Baby animal barn. Yeah. Just miracle of birth. You can see uh piglets and like 
cows being Chicks. born and yeah. All right. So yeah, state fair. I mean, state I didn't fair. even cover like how about horses? Tent. Oh yeah, there's horses. There's a horse show. I'm a big fan of horses. I saw one time I walked down into the horsing. They're in the same barn as the alpacas and the llamas. Mm-hmm. Okay. And there was this woman sitting there, and it was like meet celebrities. I was like, what celebrities? And it was these two horses named Duke and Prince. And I was like, <laughs> who are these horses? Like it was so weird because they're well, just this standing is John there. Wayne. And yeah. they're just like two famous horses from the the Minnesota Zoo. They're oh, weird. Like, I'm just like, who, which one is Duke? Like, it was a thing where I'm just like, okay. All right. Nobody's coming here just to see Duke and Prince. And well, do, do they have, um, do they have a, a midway? Uh, yeah, they have a carnivals and stuff yeah. like that. And like, I haven't really, you know, there's nothing really exciting there. Right. I like to take my life into my own hands and go on a tilt a whirl. Yeah. Uh, actually, I like a tilt a whirl a fair amount. Actually, a few years ago, and I looked this up, I feel like it was like 90, like two or something, or maybe even earlier, uh, state fair ride got stuck. Um, and it was like, sure. the, it was the enterprise and it kept spinning for like 20, 25 minutes. And they, you know, people <laughs> were very sick afterwards. And it was a, I saw a newspaper clipping. I'll have to find that and dig that up. That is hilarious. But yeah. You realize we've been talking for 45 minutes. <laughs> Only about the state fair. Yes. And Any things. final words about the state fair? If you, or we could just talk for the rest of this about the state fair. Ah, uh, no, because I want to talk about you know the other thing. The right? Do you, which do you want to talk about? Do you want to talk about Wiki? Let's talk about uh, the DNC and the or, or the electoral college yeah. working at political conventions. Yeah, because that was huge this year for you. Yeah. So the first, this was the first year I decided to actually like. Get involved. Get involved right? because I hate caucuses. Minnesota is a caucus state. And instead of a primary, instead of this going and voting on who you want to, you know, to get the nomination, right. you have to actually physically show up between a certain time and register and like write on a slip of paper, hey, I want, you know, this Joe person. Blow. Yeah. Um, which for presidential races is annoying. And also it's really, we don't have absentee for that. So it's really, if you work, you can't caucus. If you are unable to get yourself there, you can't caucus. Right. Um, and so my mom had fallen and broken her femur. And if I had gone and gotten her, like I, you know, we could caucus together, but like my grandma couldn't caucus if like, because my whole family lives in different areas. Right. Um, and so I was like, why do we, like, caucuses are stupid. They aren't representative because you, you can get here. And also. It's super specific and not inclusive. Yeah. And also like in the, in the suburbs, they had them at high schools and this was a very popular caucus year for both parties. Mm-hmm. Some people couldn't even park at their site because there was no parking. They're just like, I'm going to go home. Yeah. Um, and so we wanted to get rid of caucuses, and that was like my big thing. So to get your resolution read, you have to show up at, you know, the basic caucus that we had in February. And a bunch of my friends and I were like, get, ban caucuses, like no more of these. Yeah. For like lower levels for like state senators, caucuses are fine. They're fine. They're also party meetings. We're just saying separate that from the presidential race. We could still have Democratic business held with, Democratic Party business, but like, Caucuses on a national vote. level are just yeah. You should just have an absentee ballot and primaries and yeah. old people should be able to get yeah involved. accessibility you yeah. know all that stuff. So I went to that and my resolution. I read the resolution aloud and everyone's like, "Great, well you know we'll, we vote yes on that." And like people were reading stuff like we should protect honeybees and like all sorts of resolutions, right, right. anything you like. Sunday alcohol sales. Um, so I went to the. Senate district, the state Senate district convention, which is like the next level. And I was a delegate for that. And that's where we like, 
nominate our state senators and our state representatives for our area. Right. Um, and based on that, I was just like, it was crazy because once we did all that and once we did like the state party business, then we had to do sub caucusing to like determine who would go to the na- like the state convention to deal with like Bernie and Hillary stuff. So you've got an auditorium of adults just like come come to our group. We're like the pro pot Barney's or like <laughs> Bernie supporters or you've got the social justice, the economics and you're basically just like bartering with people to like For bodies to to get your sub caucus. Yeah, like yeah. It, it's crazy. I can't even like describe it. It's a lot of running around and shouting. So at this point, I decide, well, I joined, I, I preferred Clinton. Like, I yeah. would have voted either one, but I wasn't like, I was never like, I'm with, like, I just preferred Clinton for, like, mm-hmm. a lot of reasons we don't need to get into. Right. Um, political reasons. Yes. And, like, strategic <laughs> so. reasons and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. so I was like, well, I'm going to be, like, a Clinton. Um, I, I might as well just see this through and, like, have, okay. see if my band caucus this thing can get to the, the state convention. Yep. Um, another fun thing that happened at this is I was originally subcaucusing with the independent, like we weren't backing a candidate, but like police justice reform group. Right. So that's in this group were mainly like black women and like a few like white women. Mm-hmm. And then from like the pot group tried to like get, <laughs> get us to join their group. Because if you get enough people in your subcaucus, then you get a delegate. Like you get okay. to send a delegate to the, State right, convention. so they were trying to join with so, another group. Yeah, so get- they're telling the black people in these police reform about, they're like, well, you know, like, black people are often, like, arrested more than white people for drugs. And we're like, we know. Like, if you, you could hold, if you could just t- explain that a little more detail. Yeah, like, they were just basically, we, we know, we just don't, like, pot is not our priority right, right pot's now. not my issue. Yeah. And you know what, you want pot? Turns out you can get pot. Yeah, and so at that point, like, some, like... People will always talk about like Bernie people and Clinton people, but like these pot people were like the Bernie people were cool and like the Clinton people got them away from us. Yes. But like, yeah, these pot people were like laser focused, which, which is, is so weird for pot. pot yeah. Shouldn't, uh, pot yeah. Should make you well, you've got that medicinal slower. stuff that is very strong, you know, super strong. Yes. Best minds of our generation. Yeah. We're working so, on making pot stronger and stronger. Um, so I went to the state convention and that's what I live tweeted and that you were just like, what is going on here? <laughs> oh man, it was amazing. It was guys. an orchestra hall and you need to know I'm a, like a huge political wonk. So I'm just like the process is, you know, crazy so they seat you by your senate district and i'm in cd5 which is keith ellison's which is minneapolis the biggest one i was like three rows from the front Mm -hmm. um and i you know they seat you by like your like very like like your sub there's a plan basically yeah so you're with like your geographic and then geographic it's like numbers and geographic so you sit with your um the senate district you came with yeah uh and then you have like a little like name thing and you, and then above us, they have alternates so that if you leave the floor, like someone else can, is like eligible to come down and vote. Um, but you have to give them your badge. Lanyard thing? Yeah. Okay. So, you know, this is just like a lot of like rah, rah, like the governor talks or like, you know, people who are running for Senate. Al Franken gave a really funny speech. Sure. Um, but stage time, but it was so like weird because anytime anyone who supported Clinton came out, the Bernie people would lose their shit and be like, boo, boo. Wow. And then even Bernie people, like some Bernie people were like, just let them talk. Like we're all on the same page here. Yeah. Um, and that kind of stuff wasn't as interesting to me as like the weird political drama that wasn't even that serious. Yeah. Like at one point, 
there was a whole argument about whether a guy could be seated to be a delegate. Mind you, this is just the state convention. It's not that big of a deal uh, because apparently there was some weird like like triangle with like somebody's wife and like just this whole thing. Oh, like some personal. Yeah, issue? some personal shit happened. So we're all voting on this, and everyone's like, "Why is this coming to the floor now? He's just an alternate." And like, right? I don't. I still don't know what happened. Uh, someone passed a resolution that was a sense of the body, which means it doesn't matter. But about getting rid of super delegates, which I don't think we should do. So I ended up speaking against this. I'm like yeah. running to the front of the audience at Orchestra Hall, and on a giant screen, I have this picture of me, and it's like. I'm just like irritated because I'm like, I'm Brandy Brown. I'm against the resolution. I was like, super delegates don't matter until Donald Trump runs the Democrat. And yeah, there's yeah. a video of it. And, uh, so that's neat. Yeah. And, and it's, it was just like a lot of like procedural stuff, but then people were just so like, I don't know, like, obviously it's important and serious, but people were so like annoyingly like pedantic about things. I hate meetings and, with the power of the sun, man. Cause I don't yeah. like Robert's rules. Yeah. I understand what they're for. I just don't like, uh, yeah. because people do tend to weed off and want to hold forth. You know, Andy goes to these, uh, these local, um, sort of, uh, neighborhood watch meetings that we have. And he said, you know, who could get all of the votes forever would be someone who could guarantee that you could park right in front of your house. Yeah. That person could win all elections if they could yeah. guarantee that. And yeah. I was like, well, then that's dumb. No, that's how like yeah. Rob Ford stayed in power in, Toronto, <laughs> as a city council person, he yeah. was really effective with, like, people would call him and be like, I have a problem with my landlord, or I have a problem with, but like, at big picture mayor stuff, he was not good at. Right, but, like, right, but individuals. Like, he would get those potholes fixed. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, one, there's so much Robert's rules, and at one point I'm like talking to my friend Donovan, who I mentioned earlier, yeah. and my other friend Melissa, and they were both delegates, so we're like tweeting in like a, you know, like a, private group or something to each other and we decided to form a snack caucus because i'm like i'm really hungry guys let's go find snacks okay so (laughs) we like decided to leave the floor because nothing was really happening and we went to chipotle and like somehow ended up with free chipotle so that was great so we're like snack caucus is a successful caucus today (laughs) then we get back and like people are still arguing because you have to vote by holding up your lanyard yeah. and then like people are making motions on motions on motions to yeah. the, well, like people are, think they're voting on one thing and they're not voting on this. Right. And so I start tweeting a fake sitcom I made up called delegates and it's just <laughs> literally like, like a show about delegates yeah. and, and it has like scenarios like party star, like somebody with a latex and like allergy has to decide do they want to be in charge of the balloon drop or do they want to die? Like, it's just like stuff yes. like that. Yeah. Uh, like delegates, like through a series of games and questions, delegates try to decide what they're voting on. And right. So the whole thing seems so enormously irritating. I don't understand. It, what did you love about it? It was just like, this is why shit is like it is. It's, it's important to see the process and see like people are like, well, why don't you just do this? And then yeah. you were like, this because is what no happens. one will just do that. Yeah, Everyone and, wants to talk around it for a million years and thus nothing gets yeah, done. Yeah. And about super delegates, like people are like, oh, like a lot of it is like, you know, like party politicians and stuff right, like right. that. It's delegates and then, and then you move up to a, this level and that level. Well, and like, super delegates, explain what super delegates are. Okay. So are. super delegates are basically like, they're, they're at large delegates. So at the national convention, there was a lot of stuff about like Bernie got this many thousands of delegates proportional to like how many votes he won and Clinton got this. And then you have like 500 or some, some hundred number of super delegates. And these people 
can just vote however they want. And superdelegates consist of, um, they're called at large, like, uh, your senators, your representatives, like national senators, like, you know, Obama's a superdelegate, Biden's a superdelegate. Um, and then certain powerful party people. Okay. Um, so people who are, who have come up in the party yeah. and then actual elected officials are made into yeah. superdelegates. And those people in the, is there a list of superdelegates yes. somewhere? Yeah. It's on Wikipedia. My friend okay. actually maintains that page for some reason. Oh, interesting. Um, but there is a, an actual dot gov. Yeah. Within the party, there's a list. Like, you can easily get it. It's public information. Okay. But the thing is, with national delegates in general, like, I could run to be a national delegate, but it's very expensive to be there because you have to stay in a certain hotel because that's how they get you through security. Like, you have to get on the bus at your state's hotel. That feels super democratic. Yeah. Well, because and it's like real populist. Yeah. Well, but you have to because that's the only way they can clear thousands of people through security because they have to lock down. That super. Building. But you said there were only hundreds of super delegates. Oh, I'm talking about like the national delegates, okay. like the end of the regular old delegates, like the ones that like any, you know, that are based on how many votes you got. Okay. So that could be anyone who runs like at the convention, like me, I could have done it. Okay. I could have tried. Um, the thing about super delegates is that super delegates were created as kind of like a stopgap. Like if, if like Trump yeah. ran and it was really close, like the super delegates could maybe like get him out of there. Right. That was the hope. Yeah. But they, they won't ever really do anything because right. if like a super, and a few super delegates actually went with, you know, Sanders are like my district voted for Sanders. I'm going to vote for Sanders too mm-hmm. as a super delegate, but they're never going to like do anything crazy because it's their political asses on the line. Right. Um, cause they're, they're actually yeah. building a career and so they can't actually risk it. Yeah. But the other thing about super delegates too is that and we're back to, uh, office politics. Yeah. You guys, if those super delegates didn't exist, all those powerful party people and elected officials would just run as regular delegates, like everyday people could be. Mm hmm. And take all the spots. So it right. kind of like gives more people a chance to be delegates. Um, I just don't think they matter until they do. <laughs> like, right. Uh, but like, it's just a stepping yeah. stone in the party. So they don't, I mean, they, they have power that they could use or abuse as they yeah. want, but th- they get into these positions as super delegates by working through the, yeah. the systems that are already in existence. And also, yeah, also these meetings suck. Being in like local politics is hard. Like everyone focuses on the glamour of national politics, but like it's messy. It's yeah. hard. And like you want like to reward party loyalty. Um, but also for the regular delegates, um, they have elections too. So you have to like vote. People walk around campaigning. They're like, I want to be a Sanders delegate. And since I got to the convention as a Clinton, um, delegate, just the state convention, mm-hmm. I could only vote for who the Clinton people would send nationally. So everyone gets up and they give a little speech. They divide you up. Are you a Sanders delegate or a Clinton delegate? And everyone gives a little speech on like why they deserve. And they try to like, you know, like diversify it. Like the DNC actually has targeted diversity numbers. It's not mandatory, but they're like, we ideally want to send this many like gay people and lesbians and like we, this many trans people, this many, like yeah. they say that and it's doesn't have to be hard and fast, but, they have said this. Right. Um, which gets into a fun game of everyone trying to say how they're diverse. Right. <laughs> so someone would get up and this guy, this white guy's like, I have a gay uncle in the Navy. Like that is a thing he said. <laughs> he has three black friends. Everyone's like, no, okay. dude, come on. Right. You're still, still a straight white guy. Yeah. And your main then, purpose here is to clean out your attic so you can hide people. Yeah. And then there's um, gender balancing, which gets really tricky because in Minnesota, so the Republicans are doing this as well. Yeah. Well, I don't know how theirs work, but they're Seems similar. Unlikely. Yeah. Like 
The, the, They're like, the, we need to find a black person. Yeah, basically, anybody, like, find a gay yeah. person who happens to be like, Republican. We need someone for HUD. Like, yes. um, but, uh, in Minnesota, just to make sure that it's not dominated by one gender, it just says, like, no one gender, like, should, like, make up a majority. So if a, if a man, if someone who identifies as man gets a position, then the next thing has to be someone who's not identifying as a man. You can be a woman, you can identify as, like, genderqueer, whatever. That that means like any gender is good to go. They balance it out like that. That's cool. But at the national level, they're still on like a real like binary thing. So they're just like gender balancing is like man or woman. Right. It's not identity. Yeah. So if people who don't identify, so it became this whole thing when we had to balance out national delegates where like the Minnesota parliamentarian had to be explained to like people who are just like, I I don't identify as man or woman. Like, look, I, I don't want to be saying this, but Minnesota is a hair ahead of the national right platform. So you have to pick whichever one. Like, we don't want to stop you, but like, you have to determine, are you going to run as a man or a woman? Okay. And it's like a really shitty thing to make someone who, you know, like gender queer, like, I'm like, I don't identify as either of those. And they would just have to pick, and they're like, if you want to run as a woman, go ahead. Just, like, strategically figure out which one will get you, whichever you want to do. Right, you could pick, you just pick yeah. the lane that you think might get you the, the yeah. gig, which makes you compromise in your in your personal life, yeah. which makes you compromise in your political life, yeah. which creates its own set of problems if yeah. we're trying to run a fair, idealistic yeah. government. So that's one thing I really want, I want to change, and that tells you, like, Everyone was just like, Bernie could have won. Like, I don't know. There are a lot of factors, but people need to realize that like Minnesota, just that one small thing that we recognize that like, it's not binary. Gender is not binary. It's ahead of the national right platform. And they, maybe they just didn't consider it. No one's really arguing against doing that. Right. Like, and everybody has different issues. You know, I mean, the yeah. thing is, is everybody is scared about Trump. And if you are. A feminist, that's your main concern. Mm -hmm. If you have gender fluidity, that's your main concern. Mm -hmm. If you are a handicapped person, you don't want to be mocked openly on national television. If you have developmentally disabled children, you don't want them to be incarcerated and and thrown away because they're not of use to society. And one thing I realized, even being within Minneapolis versus like, there is like Senate District 7, I think, mm-hmm. has the one Democrat who always votes against, votes to defund Planned Parenthood. Like, the That's Democratic his... Party is not as liberal as people think it is because no. we're very... Like, because people are people. Yeah. Like, people are always like, well, what about the women who didn't vote for Hillary? And I'm like, they're people. Yeah. First, they're not just women. They yeah. have other issues. And Hillary Clinton is is anti-choice and is, is I mean, uh, there are people who... Who are anti-choice who, and, and Hillary Clinton is pro-choice and that's their main issue. You yeah. know, one of my main issues is the Muslim registration, registration act. Yeah. I don't want any part of it. Yeah. I, it's, uh, I'm not particularly religious. I identify as a religious person, but I don't, it's not my topic. Right. Yeah. And so my, my thing is, is yeah, I don't want Mike Pence trying to pass legislation that says that if I have another miscarriage, I have to have a funeral yeah. for it. But, uh, so, but, so feminism is an issue for me, but I think religious freedom is, it's at such a basic level. It, that's my thing, right? Yeah. But everybody has something, you know, police brutality, clearly yeah. an issue as a black woman, right? Yeah. It's just, it's really, I think the thing that, that I, um, 
learned or realized is just like, and I've served on county, I was on the county library board, is that politics are so messy. Like we, people need to do it. And like, I don't know if I'm going to run it to be a delegate again, but it's a thing that like, I'm glad I did it. And I think it's important for people who, to know how the system works and how and messy to, it is and how messy it is. And like, yeah, there are people within the party who talk down to people, but they're also doing this stuff for free. That's the other crazy stuff. Like people fly to national, it's sit on such an investment yeah, of time and free. money. And you, and you yeah. can't write that off. Like, I mean, I can maybe like pick up some gigs and write it off, but like right. you can't write off political activism. Or, yeah. And that kind of stuff in like people, you have to pay your own way to go to uh, national meetings if you want. Um, huh. You know, or you can fundraise to like people to support you, but it's just like really like it was it's interesting. Something I, 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 you know, obviously that's, I've never thought about. Yeah. You know? And so there's a barrier to that because of the scale. Um, but I think there's, you know, one thing, there were a lot of people who came like the Sanders delegates, like they had rules, like in terms of you two hours before we vote on delegates, you need to have your nomination in, which means you had like six hours plus all the days before the convention. Yeah. And a bunch of Sanders delegates were like, no, screw this. Get rid of all the rules. Anyone who wants to run can run when we're doing sub caucusing, which stretched it out to two to three hours. Yeah. And the the rules were there for a reason because we had an agenda to get through. Right. And at that point, we didn't get to but vote the, on electors. They, oh Jesus! And well, and, and yeah, right. And it's it's that whole thing where you're you're so mad at the ex, some of the problems in the existing system, which are real, mm-hmm. that you want to burn the whole thing fucking down. Yeah. And you're like, well, we have to salvage what we can because of anarchy. Yeah. There were and, just a lot of people. There were some people that like like the Sanders delegates, like Sa- Bernie Sanders and his people proposed a slate of delegates. And they were like, no, we're not voting on a slate, which I agree because the Clinton people try to do the same thing too. Right. There were some things that they correctly were like, let's vote against this. But they were just like other things. You're like, no, you had all the time. That's not, do you know why we're doing this? And so that was, was the slate. They were trying to like put stuff in. Like, like we've, these are some and- delegates that we think you should all vote on. So let's, if let's all just quickly vote on these people. And everyone's like, no, we don't. We how did you pick these people? Like, right. We need know, to have some individual. Let people give their speeches and let's yeah. see the candidates. And I, I know we're, we're, we're out of time, but like one last thing I really want to address is electors. Yeah. Um, so the people who actually cast like, you know, the whole. Cause it's a caucus. Yeah. Or? The electoral college people, like oh, okay. how we vote on those people. Level. Yeah. So at the, at the second convention or the third convention I went to before you get to the state, so your Senate district, like the one that Keith Ellison represents, MN5, you vote on delegates to send to the national convention. Some of them are elected there and you vote on the elector for your district. And the elector is a person who reports to the electoral college. It's to, traditionally I learned after I vote, like a thing given to someone who works in the party a lot. Yeah. Um, but it's like, a reward. It's a reward because in Minnesota, it's by, like you have to vote the way the state voted. And if you try to be a, um, like a, a kind of rebel, like a rebel, you're, you're, you're out of the removed. party. Yeah. You're, no, you're actually removed from like they did this this year. One person did and they get your alternate to vote. Ah. So. I didn't really realize this and I saw like this older white guy and this young black guy and I was like, oh, well, new, you know, new blood in the party. They both kind of gave their little speeches. Mind you, I didn't know anything about these people except like their one minute speeches each. Wow. So I was just like texting with my friend. I was like, I'm just going to vote for the young guy. I, I didn't really like think. 
And then he turns to be the one who was like the faithless elector who tried to vote for Bernie Sanders in uh, this this thing this when, year in a, in this electoral college in Minnesota. Huh. Um, and so they removed him. And the guy that I should have voted for, he didn't even get to be the alternate because they because they had to gender balance it again. Uh. So the woman alternate got to be put on the electoral yeah. college. For that. So, so essentially she, the, whoever the elector for each district, Senate district, goes then to the nationals and talks to the elector for the state of Minnesota? No. So what happens? Okay. So yeah, cause I'm like talking fast. I'm getting kind of messy. Um, there are two levels. The congressional district. So the House of Representative districts, they pick one elector. So we've got our eight electors. From, from from all from Minnesota all the people, yeah. For the House of Representatives, there's one elector. Okay. Yeah, we vote like at the yeah. DFL and the, D- and the and Senate the, and the GOP. So you've got two more electors, right? So the GOP is also doing this at yeah. their convention. At the state convention that I went to, the last convention before the national convention, they're supposed to be voting if there's time on two more electors. And that's where the entire DFL votes on two more spots for people. So three spots, but there's only going to be one elector for, for Minnesota, no, no, right? No, no, no. There are 10 electors because the electoral college votes. So it's the electoral college is the number of representatives you have in the house plus your two senators. So Minnesota okay. has 10. Right. Eight and two. Yeah. Got it. So the two, the two representing the Senate since state, like Senate is statewide, mm-hmm. the whole body would vote on who those electors could be. Mm-hmm. But because the Bernie Sanders people threw out all the rules and by the time time they were done with their voting, like the Clinton people were done by like 530, mm-hmm. the Bernie's people were done like 730, 8 o'clock. Quorum was done. People had to go home, go get their kids, feed their dogs. So the central committee of the DFL just picked, picked two, people? two people, which is within the rules, but like I had really wanted to vote for the guy that I didn't vote for. Right. Um, and I was just like really annoyed. And then also at the DFL convention, I really wanted to go to the after party because I heard the Teamsters had really good meatballs and, oh, uh, Teamsters just got bored at like five o'clock and they're like, we're going to just go eat the meatballs and then come back. <laughs> and nobody told me. So I was very mad about that. Right. But yeah, it's just, I think that like it's really inside so the- baseball, but it's like important baseball to see. Right. Cause then it's you a, understand. It's, right. It is, it is quite a dorkdom. Yeah. Because it's inside baseball, but it's so messy. Yeah. That I see why the Bernie Sanders people want to burn it down. Yeah. And start over. But it's also a comp, a country full of 318 million people, not a country full of 25 million people. Yeah. And you like, know, and I'm sure it was a lot simpler in the fifties yeah. when there were 150 million people or whatever, right? And it was even easier in the 1850s when yeah. there was 100 million And there are people. aspects of that need to be burnt down. Like, it's not necessarily welcoming, and it's a lot of, like, bullshit that happens. Um, and we didn't get to this, but my favorite thing about the national convention is the roll call, um, which is where every state stand up stands up and announces how many, like, votes or how many delegates, delegates. each 
candidate gets. Yeah. Because they announce this, but they also say a state fact or like annoying, like random state facts. Like, <laughs> Minnesota, home of 10,000 lakes. We have the big, like just facts and just every weird single random state. The state bird of, yeah, of Illinois is the cardinal. And then they also like dress up like it's like, con for like political people so they'll be like wearing like really like top hats it's like <laughs> and like louisiana's look it up on youtube was awesome yeah um the, the dumbest one was like connecticut they're like connecticut home of the hamburger and that's we're like is that all you're gonna give us yeah um we register like eight votes you know uh really nothing about hartford and the insurance just industry? like it's just okay fair enough and it, it's funny um the the funniest thing that happened with the whole roll call is Alabama gave their roll call and then like Stephanie Rawlings Blake, who's the mayor of, um, Baltimore. Okay. And she was running the meeting mm-hmm. and Alabama's like, we have this many votes for Clinton and this many for Sanders. And then she just looks and then she's like, don't y'all have one more? And they somehow lost like a delegate. Like they don't know. They're like, well, we don't know what's no, going we on. Have these, th- these three. Yeah. Um, Wyoming, oh, Alabama. Yeah. Wyoming all wore black lives matter shirts, which was surprising. Cause I, uh, we were hoping they would wear their logo. The Wyoming Democrats have the best logo. It's just like a smug bison <laughs> that it's smirking. I'll show it to you in a second after okay. we get out there. Everyone Google Wyoming, Wyoming Democrats Democratic logo. Logo. So we we're hoping they were wearing those shirts, but then they wore Black Lives Matter shirt and I'm like, even better. You're awesome. Yeah, that is neat. Um, especially Wyoming, especially Wyoming. What is happening with the hundred thousand of you? Yeah. Uh, so I, I've wanted to, um, have a vote on who gets to say the facts because in Minnesota, Amy Klobuchar somehow gets in to like shout the fact every year. Yeah. And she's always yelling. She's like, Minnesota, home of like, I was like, are you making a proclamation? Or what, like, what are you doing? Um, right. but yeah, I watched the entire roll call and it's just like a trivia buffet, Guam and like right. Guam and, uh, like all the, you know, the islands and territories have the best costumes. They have their traditional costumes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, the sweetest moment was when the overseas delegates registered their vote because they let Bernie Sanders brother who lives in England do yeah. it. And so he stood up and he was just like the most adorable. Like he was crying. He was like, I'm Being proud. Just like Bernie. Re- yeah. He's like, I'm, <laughs> I'm proud to register. Vote He's my brother, like Bernie Sanders. And it was the most adorable thing yes. ever. And yeah, so you, you should watch, it's on YouTube. Um, the- it's cool to watch the process and it, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um, the, 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 and the one that like makes me tear up is the 2008 one because typically the last state to go is the person who's not getting the no- nomination to like hand it over. So Vermont went last and then Bernie Sanders like registered his state's votes and said like, I, you know, I'd give the nomination right. to Hillary Clinton. And the greatest one was in 2008 when they're going through roll call and they say New York and then they had to bring Clinton out onto the floor mm-hmm. and they have a pretty big delegation anyway. And she said, like, I moved to suspend the roll call and like give the nomination to Barack Obama. And it was like this thing where like the crowd went like, yeah. And yeah. like, it was one of those things like you watch it and you're like, goose oh. yeah, yeah. you know, you see, you're like, oh. Yeah, and, yeah. But then, like this year, like Sanders people were like, "We're not going to be cool about this." <laughs> right, right. It's uh, yeah, yeah. It's um, you know, I I understand their disappointment and I understand their mm-hmm. anger. It's it's not that. Yeah. Stick it's, around, keep that anger. I like I'm you know, be angry for midterms. Be angry in your local races. Yeah. Um, because those like North Carolina got to be a hot Democratic mess right now because of state stuff. 
Right. And it, yeah. this, the country doesn't run itself for fuck's sake. Mm-hmm. You have to get involved. And, yeah. um, I thank you, uh, Brandy Brown for yeah. getting involved. Uh, I guess so that I didn't have to this year. Uh, yeah. it's not enough. Uh, I gotta, I mean, get I, off my ass. And I, out. I don't do that much. Like, I think like the people, like the activists and like the people who are actually like, you know, I have a couple Probably friends, like real spend party, their money. Yeah. the union organizers, pay like, for hotel rooms. And yeah. Then. Those people do the work. I just went and observed the process. I did the minimum. Right. Like, but like, there are people doing good work. It's kind of amazing, the minimum. Yeah. And there's it felt, it looks, it sounds like a yeah. lot. There's a place for everyone, like, just go and do, like, the local stuff will, like, protect us in the end. So just get involved. Yeah. I love that. Uh, it's at, it's the brandy with mm-hmm. an I on Twitter, mm-hmm. um, houseofprocrastination.com and statefaircliches.wordpress.com. Mm-hmm. And you only update it during the state fair. Yeah, I haven't so. updated it in a few years, but like, yeah, it's a limited it's run. It's still thing. fun. And yet, still fun, you guys. Get everything at the state fair is a cliche, so pretty much. <laughs> and go see Brandy Brown uh, do stand-up comedy and follow her on Twitter. And thank you so much yeah, for doing the show. thanks for having me. And Rangers, uh, you know the rules out there. Take care of each other. My hat, my hat, my hat. They're dancing around my hat. <laughs> my hat, my hat, my hat. Well, what do you think of that? If it looks like a Mexican hat dance and it sounds like a Mexican hat dance, it's most likely a Mexican hat dance. So take off your hat and let's dance. Yay! Oh my god. Thank we you. why don't we just call that as the end of the show?